And here we go. It's the midweek Wednesday, which is not exactly the midterms, but it's midweek. And, you know, I mean, uh, we'll take our small victories wherever we find them. A great day for talk radio. Uh, Donald Trump called last night a great night for the Republicans, even though they lost the House, which I guess is kind of the definition of irony or something like that, isn't it? Is that irony? I don't know. What is irony? I guess irony is, you know what irony is? It's Tony Clement uh, sitting on a committee dealing with intelligence matters. Right there. That's irony. And uh, I don't know. What is he? He's our edition of Carlos Strange. This was, remember Anthony Weiner when he was, <laughs> this is Weiner showing off, yeah, his junk. Uh, and so Tony Clement decides, I guess, well, you know, basically uh, he's out of the caucus now. Andrew Shear kicked him out because apparently uh, it wasn't the first time that he did this. Andrew Shear says that he doesn't feel Clement had been honest with him. I took him at his word that uh, this was an isolated incident. incident. Since then, there have been numerous reports of, of other incidents, uh, allegations. Uh, so in that, in that respect, uh, I've asked Tony to uh, resign from caucus so that he can uh, respond to these uh, allegations. All right, well, resign from caucus. Uh, he's damaged goods. I don't know that there's anything that can do, uh, he can do to repair uh, the damaged reputation, integrity, and yada, yada, yada. I mean, uh, it's Humpty Dumpty all over again. You can't put that back together. I guess it'll be up to his constituents ult- ultimately to decide, you know, in the next election next year. But it uh, sounds to me like you got to stick a fork in this dude. Uh, and he's had a long and storied career. And now, who knows? He'll have to make reparation on the home front, of course, you know. It could be a case of, well, you know, Ottawa, you get lonely and yada, yada. But uh, still, this kind of judgment where you don't know the individual. I mean, (laughs) pretty risky business. Well, yeah, I know. But the obvious thought that went through my head is, are there no mirrors in his office at work or at home? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you've got to understand. I mean, the vanity of an individual to think that somebody's actually... You know, my first inclination would be, I'm being punked by a Russian troll farm. Come on. Of course it would be. Are you kidding? I mean, a little self-deprecation might just be the tonic necessary to keep you on an even keel. (laughs) Who, me? Who, who, me? Well, yeah, but 50,000 euros, I guess, was asked for. What is that, 78, 80 grand? It's a lot of beans. It is, and uh, not least of which is, as I cited, he was sitting on a number of committees at deal with national security and intelligence matters yeah well you can't have that obviously because you know uh it would tend to compromise you intelligence you can be security yeah yeah blackmail these are all the games that are being played like i said maybe a russian troll farm (laughs) or it could be some 16 year old kid somewhere in the uk or in europe just having some fun and he found an in and then you know uh next thing you do joker 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 jackpot yeah you pander to the guy's ego and he bites he takes the bait hook line and sinker well how humble is he this body is a temple as you can see oh geez he well, actually did say that that's him mm-hmm. and that was where when the, the marijuana thing went down and so uh i guess when the legalization came uh he was commenting on whether or not i guess he'd smoked or would and so a temple. His, his body's a temple okay well uh somebody down the line uh, in the interwebs was not about to worship they were just having him on but uh, by the way, and speaking of dope, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, I, I thought I just was. <laughs> no, uh, 
the marijuana thing. Uh, yeah. The Ontario Cannabis Store apparently has had several uh, people who have ordered online hacked, 4,500 or so, they estimate, because it's about 2% of the people who have posted online for orders, and they're still waiting. They, they posted the day it was legalized. Uh, and so uh, they're now asking in an email to Canada Post uh, for them to take action in this regard. And I'm thinking, no, there's my definition of irony right there. Canada Post taking action. They're trying to slow everything down. Yeah. They've already hit, what, 11 sites, including Toronto, with the rotating strikes? That ain't going anywhere. It seems like no resolution is on the horizon. But, you know, this privacy breach. (laughs) Once again, another privacy breach. Well, yeah. Sorry you didn't get your pot. Also, we lost all your data. (laughs) That's right. And you're not getting your mail. That's right. And, uh, you know, you better keep the junk mail (laughs) secure, (laughs) Mr. Clement. That's right. A new meaning for junk mail. By the way, you know, uh, since we're we're talking about who's been sent packing, uh, Clement should be, I guess, you know, sure did effectively kick them out of caucus. You know, when Tony Clement last night, by way of trying to mitigate this, suggested, you know, he was a fool and blah, blah, blah. Okay, requisite stuff, you got to say. But he's going to still discharge his duties to his constituents. Did I say that right? Uh, Yes, you did. Everything's become a triple entendre all of a sudden. That's what you said. Okay, but, you know, so anyway... uh, it was him trying to pretend he was getting out in front of it, but this isn't the first time this has happened, apparently. This is according to Shear anyway, and Shear felt misled, so the guy was, you know. And suggesting, Clement said himself, seeking treatment. Well, yeah. What kind of treatment? <laughs> You know, is that just something that you put in there to say? Well, yeah, yeah, I guess you do. Uh, Or you know what it is? It's one of those things that you must absolutely in terms of damage control. It's the phrase to use. Yeah, you have to. You have to. You've got to seek treatment. And what does that mean? Uh, go home and get chewed out by your spouse. <laughs> you're going to get the cure. Uh, or, you know, you're going into what? Sex addiction, psychological treatment. Figuring or- out better privacy and security. Well, like, yeah, maybe. What kind of treatment? What kind? Why do they always say these things? Well, well, you don't go stand in front of the press gallery and say, well, who wouldn't want a picture of a temple? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so that's what's happened. He's uh, now being, I guess, dismissed from caucus. And so he sits as an independent until next year's election. If he puts his name forward, it's anybody's guess as to how he'll make out. But I think he's damaged goods. Uh, certainly the party should not have him back. I don't think they can. Even though, you know, he's going to be fully repentant and all the rest of that. And look, same thing applies for Jim Wilson here in the province of Ontario. These inappropriate allegations are, you know, allegations of inappropriate remarks being investigated by a third party, according to the PC's Lisa McLeod the other day. Well, Doug Ford even stepped up and uh, he said if Jim Wilson had not resigned, uh, then he would have actually fired him. Which, by the way, as an aside, uh, since we're all almost riffing on who's been sent packing, Jeff Sessions, the attorney general under Donald Trump earlier today, he was sent packing. Lots of bags being packed. They are. And uh, so this is, or even shown as a case of Tony Clement, but uh, the point being that uh, it's maybe a changeover season kind of thing. You know, the midterms yesterday, well, that's, and and by the way, at the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk to the former U.S. ambassador to Canada, Bruce Heyman, under Obama. He was the ambassador. And, uh, you know, how this all does have any, if any, impact, uh, what it does have on Canada. We're going to get around to that at the bottom of the hour, as I said. And uh, we'll discuss at some length whether or not, you know, Tony Clement is 
done done goods. He's damaged goods, irreparable, irreconcilable in this kind of instant. I mean, for showing that lapse in judgment, you know, he might have been better served to play for the Ottawa Senators. Ooh. There might be some forgiveness there, but uh, I don't know. Well, we'll uh, get around to that, as I say, this breach at the uh, Ontario Cannabis Store. Somebody hacked into the tracking of Canada Post. And so they know where these orders were coming from and where they're headed. And so the information on those individuals, obviously, is in the hands now of somebody else, perhaps another wing of the Russian troll farm. Another black market to the black market. Well, yeah. These are the things that we have to deal with on a daily basis. I got reams of paper here suggesting, and they all have this basic connection. Somebody screwed up big time. And uh, it makes you wonder, in the day and age of uh, extra caution being advocated on so many fronts, how you can actually cross over to the side of irresponsibility and uh, wanton disregard for, you know, just common sense. You know, uh, Marco Muzzo, there's another story there. This is the guy who, he killed a family of four, September of 2015, sentenced to 10 years, went up for day parole and full parole earlier today. And that was denied. As a matter of fact, uh, it makes one wonder that uh, after getting sentenced to 10 years for what was considered to be well in excess of the legal limit of alcohol in his blood after his bachelor party in Florida, he came home on a private plane, had four drinks on the plane, got into his SUV, and then started heading home and blew through a stop sign up there in Kirby Side Road in Vaughan, and uh, the rest, as we know, is a tragedy that uh, go on goes on unabated. As a matter of fact, Jennifer Neville Lake feels that Marco Muzzo has yet to demonstrate a genuine understanding of what he did to her and the family. He has not met step one yet, which is acceptance of what he did and the ownership of what he did. You know, it's almost as if he's trying to blame every the circumstances. I remember him saying, and I, I believe the one of the board members corrected him, you know, why did it happen to me? And he said, it didn't happen to you. It happened to the Neville Lake family. Mm. Joseph Newberger, who is a 640s uh, legal analyst, says that Marco Muzzo's statement uh, clearly demonstrates that he has no insight into the dangers of his own alcohol use. To try and say that it's eight or nine drinks or beers or whatever that would get him intoxicated is stupid. The answer should be, look, obviously I, I abuse alcohol, which was a key factor in this offending and, and, and killing this family. Um, I can't afford to drink and take that risk ever. So it's not even so much of a question of one or two beers. It's a question of abstinence. This is something that should be internalized. He obviously hasn't done that, and he's going to have to engage in, in, in better counseling going forward. All right. Well, uh, going forward, I guess he goes back into the bin. This was up in Gravenhurst earlier today. What's interesting is uh, there are some who wrote letters suggesting he have uh, or be granted some kind of uh, latitude. At this point, I'm wondering, two years into a 10-year sentence, the severity of the crime, who would have posted those letters? I mean, apart from immediate family, maybe, is there anybody who could see their way to suggesting that a guy who made a mistake, and I get it, and, you know, the family had all kinds of character references, although the judge wasn't buying because the judge said, you know, as a matter of fact, one of the exacerbating circumstances was his track record or legacy, his history of having uh, 
a number of incidents involving uh, irresponsible behavior behind the wheel of a car. And uh, he didn't understand or take seriously the privilege of being allowed to drive. It's not a right, it's a privilege after all, conferred by the province. So here's a case that several people did step up and believed in his, I don't want to say defense, for his, for his advocacy that he deserved to have some leniency shown and perhaps day parole. And therefore, which would allow him to go, he's not going to drive. I think that license has been taken away for a minimum 10 years, if I, I recall correctly. But still, that this would be something that would be availed to him two years into a 10-year sentence. Does that make sense to you? Let me open the lines on that note, because as I say, uh, there are a lot of things to address. It's a great day for talk radio. We'll get to the former U.S. ambassador to Canada here at the bottom of the hour, and he'll speak to issues revolving around the midterms, how it may have implications for Canada, or just in a general sense, how Donald Trump frames it as a great night for the Republicans. But there are going to be some tumultuous waters going forward in the next two years not least of which would be Maxine Waters will be in charge of the banking committee in the house. And I mean, it's going to be a tire fire stateside. If it isn't already, I mean, that might be your perception. I get it, but uh, don't think it's going to get any better, even though there were calls for uh, unity and uh, peaceful coexistence from Donald Trump earlier today at his press conference. And then he went off the rails when Jim Acosta from CNN asked him a question. Uh, Nancy Pelosi last night, making with the, all the sweetness and light, which we know is a, you know, a crock. If there's a BS meter, again, it's melting down when she was talking about, you know, unifying the country and coming together and yada, yada, yada. So uh, everybody's singing off the same hymn sheet, but we know it's all just a bunch of, uh, well, it's disingenuous to say the least. But we'll put it to the former U.S. ambassador to uh, Canada in just a moment. Right now, I wanted to hear on your thoughts. This Marco Muzzo parole hearing, day or full parole, not granted in any event, but it's a case where there were people who stepped up and said there should be some latitude shown. Do you believe that to be the case? Do you think two years two years into a 10-year sentence for this egregious crime merits some consideration of latitude or lassitude? Maybe that's the word. Whatever it is, it's just giving him the benefit of the doubt that he's at least deserving of certain liberties. Yes, no, 